0: This is Dennis Mundy. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, on podcast, Spirit Matters Talk, found at spiritmatterstalk.com. Our guest today, Mr. Craig Stevenson, a very interesting subject today, different than what we usually discuss, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Chris has a background in physics, but a deep interest in religion, specifically American religion, and he is president of the Startup. National Museum of American Religion Project, and he is also an author. Uh, Chris, thank you so very much for taking the time to come on our show today.
1: You're welcome. Chris, um, this is an interesting project, I, and in the interest of full disclosure, um, I'm one of the advisors on your, uh, on your board. Um, tell us what got you as a scientist, uh, engineer, uh, interested in religion, and how the idea for the museum came about? Sure. So um, I would call myself a late bloomer as
2: far as what I wanted to do in life uh, early on, because my dad uh, loved physics and math. Uh, that's what I, I was doing uh, in high school and then in college. I loved it, um, and it taught me lots of great things, and I got an advanced degree in uh In agricultural engineering and I taught physics and math but as I ended got to the end of my college career especially in the graduate school I realized that this actually wasn't something I wanted to spend my life doing but instead I became super interested uh, in in uh, US history and in law uh, perhaps because I grew up in Washington DC and spent a lot of time downtown wandering around the National Mall when I would go with my dad to work Um, so uh I began to, uh, because I had a family, I, I just felt like I needed to keep working in uh, the areas where I went to school so I could put food on the table. But uh, I created a, some some nonprofits on the side as sort of hobbies uh, with a friend of mine. Um, one of them was uh, uh, one called the Community Levy Association, and it, it uh Champion the idea that virtue was necessary or indispensable, actually, to the American experiment in self-government. And uh, as my friend and I were working in that project for a little while, we we realized that religion is a special civic virtue, and so special uh, that it needed its own organization. So we created an organization called America's Quilt of Faith. That's quilt as in a blanket, um, and its its purpose was to champion the idea in the public square. That religion was indispensable and for us it was important that America's quilt of faith was not connected to any faith or denomination because they are biased of course they would say that they are indispensable but we felt it was important in the American public square to have a non religiously based organization saying that very thing and so uh, that, that really satiated my interest. Those two organizations, I was able to then provide for my family, but then uh, also um, engage my my real passion of of civil buttressing civil society in the United States. And I, and one of the things that engineering and physics, physics especially, did for me, I think, all on this path was it, it taught me when you look at a problem to find out what laws are in play, and then. And then reduce the problem to those laws and, and what you can do so, so you understand what's going on and then you do something to help. And, and so I, I think maybe subconsciously my brain worked through the United States' current situation and its history. And I said to myself, again, perhaps subconsciously, virtue and religion are for, sort of fundamental laws in the American experiment. I'm using those words loosely, fundamental laws, but but they're foundational. And so I, I tried to investigate how we were doing, for lack of a better phrase, with those two laws. Uh, and that is what created those two organizations. And the museum itself started as a project of America's Quilt of Faith, and then it got large enough and enough traction where it, we removed it from America's Quilt of Faith and we created its own organization. Uh,
0: Craig, I wanted to ask, I mean... Uh, it begs the question, I think the first question a lot of people would ask is, what what religion are you, or, or do you practice a particular religion? Sure. And, and uh, your own spiritual or religious uh, practices or beliefs, how much uh, have they guided what uh, you're involved in with this museum?
2: Right. So I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and have been since I was eight. Uh, and and I'm very faithful, Um, and so I think that, so its particular doctrines and practices, you know, I shield the museum from those, I mean, I can't remove, you know, I am a member of that church, and it, you know, definitely informs me, and, uh, um, but I I go to great lengths to shield, shield the museum from it as much as it needs to be, you know, so it, 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 and I don't know if that's a you know a good answer, but but you know it, it is what it is. I am a, I am a faithful person. Religion is important to me, but I, I, it has to be clear that this museum project is telling the story of religion and its influence on the American story, and it absolutely cannot be influenced by one person's faith. Uh, and so. You know, I, I work hard and the board works hard. I mean, some of the, we don't talk often about this, but some members of the board are faithful people in different varying faiths and denominations and some aren't. But we, you know, we we are very, very careful that that our personal beliefs don't influence anything. And you know, We want this to be a very Smithsonian-esque museum, so.
0: A follow-up question. How has the Church of Latter-day Saints um, responded or reacted, if at all, uh, your project.
2: Right, that's a good question. So they've been super supportive. Um, I've I've reached out to them, uh, uh, and they have, they are very very supportive. They, and I think one of the reasons is, there, there is talk in the land about religious freedom, its status and its trajectory, um, and several faith groups have been very interested in this and tried to definitely push on this topic. The Catholics, the Seventh-day Adventists, uh, Islam in America, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so they, these, these faiths are interested in what we're doing because we provide context for religious freedom. This is a, a museum, museum that tells a story of religion's influence on the United States and the United States' influence on religion's. But in that tale is a, is, a, is a thread of religious freedom. We call it the idea of religious freedom. Um, and, and so we, we basically say to these faiths, look, we will provide context for these debates about religious freedom. It has a great history, and it's very complex. But if we don't provide this history, you're not going to get anywhere you, – you'll get little traction with, with religious freedom. Because no one really understands, one, what religion has done in this country to it and what the country has done to religion, and nor do they have any idea that religious freedom has any sort of history. They just sort of hear the term and sort of assume, oh, you just sort of pull that off the shelf and you buy it and then you have it, or you don't. And it's very, very much more complex and beautiful and revolutionary and meaningful than that. So the Church of Jesus Christ – that's a long answer – but the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been – very supportive.
1: Uh, Chris, uh, let's um, get down to the the basic uh, mission of the uh, National Museum of American Religion. How would you uh, concisely describe what the purpose is, and give us a sense of uh, a, essentially a progress report? Um, where are you at in terms of establishing the museum, and what what is the vision uh, of it? Right. So the
2: the uh, so the concise so our value proposition I'll go through some of the statements or the official statements. Our value proposition is that the museum will invite all people to be inspired by the Constitution's bold commitment to the ideal of religious freedom, and to be moved to seek its preservation. So that's our value add to the American experiment. Our mission is to explore the impact of religion. On the United States and the impact of the United States on religion uh, and we do that um, by telling the myriad of, of stories of what you know religion has done and then you know, myriad of personal stories this is all people based because religion is a people thing um, and we want to be the the nationally recognized center for presenting and interpreting and educating the public about about america's uh religious history including the history of religious freedom what it has done to us and for us the good and the bad Um, and
1: where and where is it at now yep so we i would still
2: call us a startup we we have been at this so the idea of flout actually was the idea came 10 years ago and uh so it's already been a long slog we I would say we are we are on the cusp of pushing on large, large fundraising. Um, we've been sort of impacted by the COVID. This is a super difficult time for everybody, um, you know, life and death even. Uh, and, and so fundraising is appropriately pushed aside. But we have a large and dynamic board of advisors, 50-plus, and we have an eight-person board of directors. And what the board of directors is trying to do is one, grow itself to be a fundraising powerhouse, and, and two, uh, to actually raise the funds. But part of that is we're petitioning Congress. We, we have engaged a lobbyist. We're petitioning Congress, Congress to uh, get out a bipartisan uh, resolution in support of the museum. Which will help us immensely if Congress says you know, religion is as American as apple pie, baseball, and mother, then then corporate America, which we de- which we absolutely need to have part of this project, then they'll get involved. So we're we're sort of sort of super, just barely pre-big fundraising, uh, and sort of been impacted by the by the COVID.
1: And the vision is to have a
2: building. The vision is to have a building. Uh, very near the National Mall in Washington, D.C., absolutely. Yeah, there's,
0: there's some pictures on the website. It's quite dramatic. Uh, I, I, my question, my, my next question uh, would be, uh, Craig, what, let's say I go to that museum and I go in it and I go through it. What would you like people to experience? What would you like people to go away with? Uh, um, right. What, what is the, like, you know, if there's a Holocaust museum, they want people to understand what took place or whatever you go to a museum of natural history, there's certain things people can experience. What do you hope people get out of it if they go? And is it the type of museum you hope people would go multiple times?
2: Yes. Uh, I think the phrase that comes to mind is people sort of out of breath coming out of the museum will say, I had absolutely no idea.
0: Oh, great. Now, they would have no idea. Give me an example of something they wouldn't have an idea of.
2: Well, the, the the complexity of religious freedom, the the damage that some religions have done to people, uh, the revo- the absolutely revolutionary nature of those two clauses in the Constitution. Um, you know, I had no idea I had no idea of these things. I had no idea that that me. Let's just, I, I'm putting myself in someone else's shoes. Me, uh, elapsed pro you know presbyterian who happens to hate how the church behaves in the public square i had no idea the influence that the presbyterians had on education in the united states or on building hospitals and offering health care just the list goes on and on and on i mean religion has been you know touches every facet of american life the It's just the list goes on and on and on and on, and I want people to come out saying, I had absolutely no idea. And as a secondary thought, and this is where your question of do I want them to come back, and I think it will take multiple times going, because religion is so comprehensively ingrained in the story of America, is that at some point they're going to hit a point, they're going to hit a a visit where they say, you know what, religious freedom as uh, as a U.S. governing principle – must be protected and and I'll say again fictitiously and me as an atheist I have finally caught that you know this is my fourth visit I brought my grandkids I'm an atheist they hold religion at arm's length and we all went to eat after we did that fourth visit and said religious freedom is absolutely indispensable it needs to be protected by all Americans, it and cannot belong to one party, for example.
1: Uh, uh, two questions, Chris. A lot of people would say, yes, but also we need freedom from religion. Um, I want you to address that. But also, you mentioned the two clauses in the Constitution. <laughs> Could you t- please recite them?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. The, the Congress
2: shall make no law, shall pass a law regarding the establishment of religion or Prohibit the free exercise thereof. Those okay. are the two religion clauses I'm referring to in right. the First Amendment. And what about um,
1: freedom from religion?
2: Yes, and that's that. maybe that's why I played the role uh, of an atheist in his <laughs> yes. fourth visit. Um, they need to feel, they meaning uh, people who don't believe, right, and people who are very – Appropriately wary of any intermingling of church and politics and but but let's say that's that set into the subset of those who do not believe in a higher being that they are atheists. They they need to feel compelled to come and they they need to feel that religious freedom include that the idea of religious freedom as a US governing principle protects them and that they. Need to say this needs to be preserved, God. this ideal, as a U.S. governing principle. Of course, then the you know this is this, in no way am I saying the museum will then all of a sudden end all religious freedom lawsuits. It, <laughs> it just provides tr- it, th- those will go on and on and on as America tries to figure out where to draw the line here, 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 and here. The museum is is not involved in any of those decisions. You know we don't take any positions on any particular religious freedom issues. We're just saying it, it's, it's, its history is complex, it's beautiful, it's revolutionary, and it is indispensable to this American experiment. So let's, let's preserve those religion clauses uh, as something that all Americans embrace, including those who don't need those clauses to practice, but they need them so that they can be assured the state will allow them and treat them equally with uh, believers, I'll put in quotes, right? They need to know that, that those are there for them as well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just
2: as robustly as the super believer, right? Right.
0: right. Yeah. M- uh, Craig, uh, you mentioned you're a member of the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints and uh, also known as the Mormons. Uh, I, I uh, When I had my radio show, I interviewed Michael Otterson who is the international Mm -hmm. head of media, I think, for uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. And I I learned a lot. And one of the things I learned was uh, your church, uh, LDS, has been terribly persecuted over the years. And it's still one of the reasons I did this show is I thought they were being treated very unfairly by the press. They would bring up things that took place 150 years ago. And uh, so you you have experienced a lot of uh, prejudice and persecution as a church, I believe. And was this part of the motivation for you to uh, 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 develop this museum so that people could better understand your religion and all religions and understand that a lot of these uh, religions in America, even with what we call religious freedom, have been treated very unfairly?
2: Uh, that's a fantastic question. And I, I honestly know that the, the thought never entered my mind. And of course, you know, this is what I'm supposed to say, but it is the truth. The, the, the thought never occurred to me when I was you know, when the idea first came, and, and it hasn't been fluid throughout either, that this museum needed to be there so that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints could get a fair shake. Um, it, 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 it was, you know, the original thought was, so like I said, I, I grew up in near D.C. I would go with my dad. He worked as a computer specialist in the USDA. His office was on the mall. And in the late 70s, early 80s, he would just after lunch let me go wander around all the museums, and I got a sense of the American story from those. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, what 10 years, 20 years, 20 years later, when this idea came that we needed a museum, it was because I noticed, I felt actually, I I just didn't notice, I actually felt in my sort of patriotic, hopefully patriotic soul that there was a there was something missing in the beautiful story that these Smithsonian's give us, they're beautiful museums, paint a beautiful story of the United States, and it's this grand experiment, this grand imperfect experiment in, in self-government, but there was a gaping hole in it, because religion, as far as I understand for most historians, US historians, religion has been perhaps the greatest force in the American story, for good and ill, but it, that, that story is not told in any comprehensive way, and so really the motivation was simply, hey. It was very, it was a very academic approach. We, and it didn't even involve religious freedom like it does now. That came along through the master planning process in, in 2018. But it was just that we don't, Americans don't understand ourselves. If, if if this huge slice of the American historical pie is missing, that's an issue that needs to be resolved. And so my friend and I just said, hey, let's resolve it. Let's build a museum. And that got us on our way. I do think it will help minority faiths, perhaps maybe it will help minority faiths look better or look something i don't know i i just i don't know i, I mean yeah so no <laughs> it really hasn't been a a motivating drive that the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints get a better you know view from others um yeah
1: chris so. when um uh since you've been involved in this i'm sure you've had uh many encounters with people who have their own sense of what American religious history is about. What do you tell people who think, uh, who claim that uh, the founders intended us to be a Christian nation?
2: Yeah. Uh, what I would say is that's part of the story. There is a group. There's a. There is a group. There's a. Uh, uh, what would you say? There's a thread in the American tapestry that is america as a christian nation that's definitely um something that uh has been uh, debated and argued yeah that's what i would say it's a fascinating story it was first brought to president lincoln's attention during the civil war Mm. this group i forgot the name of it um american reform movement or something like that they they actually rewrote the um the uh well, I'm going to get this wrong. They rewrote either they rewrote some part, the first part of the Constitution, the preamble, to include Jesus and God or something.
1: Mm,
2: mm. Uh, so, so it's a real thing. It's it's part of the story.
0: It's fascinating. I think a lot of people listening in will think, Hey, how can we make this thing happen? What what do you need to make this museum happen? Right. uh Ideally, would it be in five years, in ten years, in two years? And what what are the steps that need to be taken? And if people are listening in and want to participate, how do they participate?
2: We want this to happen within two years. Um, We need very, very wealthy friends. We need corporate America, but we also involved. uh, So we need that to happen, Um, and we need stakeholders throughout the country to petition – that's the formal word – to let their representatives know that they – have heard of this museum and they would like congress to pass well the house or or the senate or both uh, a, a bipartisan resolution of support that's that's what stakeholders we need to grow stakeholders throughout every state in the country and 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 push on congress to issue this um and then yeah so that's that's how they could get involved um, they, they can certainly become friends and donate themselves. We definitely need and want and have a, a large and growing list of of supporters who will give, you know, twenty-five dollars a month or uh, you know, five hundred dollars a year or fifteen dollars a year, or whatever. So that that also helps and that goes into the stakeholders. This needs to be, um, you know, beloved throughout the country. It needs to be embraced, understood, and, and championed in every state of the union.
1: Chris. Um in um, looking at uh, the history of America, what do you think is the most common misunderstanding about the uh, history of religion in America? That's a great question.
2: Uh, what do I think the most common misunderstanding is? Um, maybe that it's been either all good or all despicable.
1: hmm Great answer. Yeah, and and I have a a follow-up question. Could you? um, It seems to me, uh, from what I know of American religious history, and having had to do some writing about it, the um, the history of immigration laws in America plays into the story of religion in America in a big way. Would you agree? And um, could you sort of? briefly recap some of the you know turning points in in a, in the history of religion like the 1965 immigration law.
2: yes and that would that was the, exactly the, the the event I was going to talk about it yeah, oh yes, immigration laws is a is a moving lens through which visitors to the museum will be able to see religion at work in the United States. You know, absolutely, and, and, and I would probably uh, guess that that history is very uh, unknown to your average uh, American. Like what religion, how religion has influenced our immigration, uh, but it's a it's a fantastic, moving, uh, uh, hard to read sometimes, but then sometimes uh, you know joyful to read, I guess, um, tale. And I, I would say uh, that uh, the, the 1960s immigration law uh, re- fundamentally altered, uh, you know, religions. Um, uh, yeah, the the, the the tale of religion in the United States. it just fundamentally altered it, um, and and we're we're still grappling. Obviously, it hasn't been that long, uh, with its ramifications. Americans are they're, they're they're grappling with what has happened since then, um, and uh, religiously, and how they react religiously, and then politically because of it. Um, quite a turning point. And, yeah. and you're probably very familiar because of your area of expertise, right?
1: With yeah, that,
2: that law and its 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 ramifications.
1: Yeah, and for for listeners who don't know, that's when uh, people from parts of Asia could, uh, for the first time, become citizens in America, and led to all the immigration from uh, India and and other parts of the world. Uh, So we now have Hindu temples and many, and Gujaras and and Buddhist uh, temples and uh, more Muslim uh, mosques and so forth because of that law.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, 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 Chris and, and I've been calling you Craig. I apologize for that. I know <laughs> Craig Stevenson. That's okay. It's <laughs> a psychological problem I have. But uh, Chris, uh, Chris, uh, any any final uh, words you'd like to share with our listeners, and and also Phil, any any final uh, mm. thoughts, or questions you might have. But uh, Chris, go ahead. Uh...
2: This has been a great interview. It's been super uh, comprehensive, great questions, and uh, it's covered an awful lot. Um, uh, the only other thing I would add is absolutely listeners, uh, if they would go to our website uh, and, and become supporters, and that doesn't just mean financially, but, but spread the news that the museum is out there and trying to become a reality. Uh, in Washington C to, to be part of those beautiful, that, that beautiful constellation in, Smith- well, it's not, this is a private enterprise, but I want it to be like a Smithsonian, uh, join that beautiful constellation that paints the picture of uh, the American landscape. Uh, we need uh, many, many people, so uh, I would encourage them to go to our website. We're about, I will, the only other thing I will, will add is the end of this week, we should uh, have our four first, our first four short videos about the history of religious freedom in this country, uh, they should be ready and, and to go. And uh, and uh, there's a flagship video, and then there's three stories we're telling, and uh, a long list of stories, other videos we want to tell. So that should be available soon. And if they go on to right. our website and email us, they'll get on that list to get those.
1: We should we should uh, note that uh, we're recording this on May 20th, and by the time it's online, that mm, those videos right. will already have been uh, posted, no doubt.
0: So. Great. 2020.
1: That's 2020. Yes, 2020. It's test right. 5202020 right now. Uh, but the the uh, videos you j- uh, Chris just mentioned will already be up uh, when this is when people get access to this interview. Chris, one one last thing. I would think that one of the surprising things about a history of religion in America to some people is the intersection with political uh, phenomena. We think in in recent years, we think of uh, uh, religions in America uh, uh, affiliating with the most conservative elements of politics. And people are often surprised at uh, how much in the forefront of progressive politics religion has been. Uh, over the course of history do you find that that you know religion has been on both ends of the political spectrum as a, as a driving force
2: absolutely that that, that is absolutely the case the religion has been everywhere it's been in every party at the forefront of every party it's been at the forefront of most social reform movements yes I mean in, in the past recent decades it definitely has this um, republican or conservative flavoring or i guess you should say the republican uh conservative party ha- seems to have a, a, a greater flavoring than the the liberal democrat but that that's probably just a point in time and, and a lot of it's not even necessarily reality i mean I, I know you know many democrats and many republicans who are very religious and actually use their religion to to push things politically um yeah it's 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 been you know, everywhere all over the map involved in politics and not just with with one party. Yeah. Uh, and a, a fascinating tale of that is the election of 1800 between Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, which will be featured prominently in the museum. That's a fantastic religion and politics tale, you know, where people were, you know, concerned. That Je- basically, was, do you want atheism with Jefferson or a national church with Adams? It's huh. so... Anyways, it's a very complex, wow. yeah, but it's, it's a fascinating. So, yes, they, they are very interested. People are very interested in, in religion and politics for good reason and for obvious reasons. But it's, yeah. the the stories of religion in America is much, much broader. But that is definitely one that is, yeah. you know, peaks our interest. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And the Civil War and the Civil oh, Rights right. Movement. All yeah. of that uh, involved uh, conflicts of yeah. uh, people's interpretation of religion. Yeah. Um well, yeah. Chris, thanks so much. We look forward to uh, one day visiting the museum in its uh, proper building in Washington. And in the meantime, we'll uh, keep in touch with, uh, with your progress and people can follow it online and contribute in any way they can.
0: It's a, so, great, by the way, it's a great website. There's a lot of information on that website. We'll have to post it posted up. Check it out. It's very well done.
2: Okay. Well, thank you. And and Phil, we'll definitely, as an advisor, we'll fly you back for the uh, ribbon cutting. Uh, I will that, look so.
1: forward to being there. Thank you. Great. Okay.
0: <laughs> thank nice thank to meet you, you, Chris. David. Nice meeting you. All right. But, bye-bye. Bye.